welcome everybody to the Terrible Warriors as we sit here by the fire as we wrap up our year to smooth jazz here on I feel like Terrible we need Warriors. Like a, a, a glass of like a dram of rum right now. Oh, I've got that, that covered. That I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, we're all totally right next to the fire right now, guys. We are so exactly one snifter away from being totally smashed. <laughs> it's wonderful. Drinking Christmas port. As well, or, or uh, yeah, Christmas port, nice. Uh, we've also got, uh, I mean, there's the Christmas cheer. My, my grandmother always likes to say that when she gets drunk, she's feeling Christmassy. So I hope you are all uh, feeling very Christmassy yeah. whenever you are listening to this <laughs> end of the year chat. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin Eacock, also known as the voice who introduces the shows now. I don't know how that happened. Oh. Well, I, I, like since March, I've been <laughs> introducing all yeah, the shows with enough. with the custom intros and everything. So welcome, everybody. And I have brought together a random collection of people. Um, this special is being recorded all at different periods and times, so those special collections of people may change as we're talking. Uh, but for here, at the beginning, uh, I was able to convince Tom and Tiff and Julian to connect to me on Skype from wherever in the world they are. Uh, to uh, sit down and and begin this strange little episode. We're not playing a game today. We are uh, we're just here to talk. We're just here to share some stories, uh, wrap up the year. We had a hell of a year on the podcast. Uh, we've each uh, brought our own unique gifts to the show, and uh, I mean big milestones like launching on Patreon, a hundred thousand downloads. Uh, oh, Steve yeah. finally got to return to the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we almost had we almost had several games that ended in total party wipe. Uh, it's it's been uh, it's been a fun. It's been a fun time. So first, around the table, I, I'm, I'll let you all say hello. I've already introduced you, but, you know, whatever. Um, starting from, um, I well, I was going to say alphabetical order. So we'll just start alphabetical order, and then Tom and Tiff can figure out who, who I think it's Tiff. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I go first. Hey, everybody. Hi. It's Julian. How is everyone doing? <laughs> are you waiting? Like, Are you doing like a silence in between your things so that the audience can respond to you? Yes. yes, I think that's really, really nice of you. Actually, <laughs> I'm just considerate I, I, of their of their listening and you know interaction. Should I get the map out of my backpack? I thought it was the Obama <laughs> pause, the pause you put between Great. each words to make yourself sound intelligent and hmm. thoughtful. Yes, or to sound like William Shatner. <laughs> or to sound uh, like William Shatner. Uh, Hello, it's Julian. There you go. Exactly. Oh no, he's just been replaced by. A voice actualizer that sounds oh, exactly like Julian. He left the room a while ago, and he's pulling a um, <laughs> Ferris Bueller on us with a number of cassette tapes all lined up to a keyboard. Um, was that it, Julian? Are you are you done? Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you I think so. Oh, okay. well, you Julian, you actually have like you could just sample your voice onto a, one of your many synth Keys. keyboards and just play. <laughs> your your sample yeah, clips. I, I figured I, I figured we'd all introduce ourselves and then we can talk about what we're up to and stuff like that <laughs> rather the, than going on the 52 a, you know, most common words you personal diatribe, diatribe yeah, mind, true. Oh, sorry, <laughs> okay well in that case um hello everyone i'm tiffany Hi, um i am i like uh, long watts on the beach and um and blaster fire and uh cortosis cuffs okay go ahead tom <laughs> hi i'm tom <laughs> I've been randomly selected. <laughs> what, by like, uh, all right Tommy, now, bend over. <laughs> um, Terrible Warriors is a lot like being selected for jury duty, so... Uh, hi! Oh. <laughs> oh, you can leave now. You can... <laughs> and that's the last we heard of Tom White. Okay, bye, <laughs> God damn it. And... Uh... <laughs> And and at some point, Derek might be joining us. He said he would join us. So I'm going to publicly shame him hey, for not Derek. being online when we were starting to record. Yes. I know he's a busy guy, but... Shame. Shame, bang. Ding, ding. Shame, bang. Ding. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, That's let's, a great uh, song there, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's check in on the, on how that fire is going. Oh, just feel that going. The warmth. Just so great. It's nice. It's all, yeah. all fiery and whatnot. Yeah. It's my favorite metaphorical uh There's no way device. that fire's gonna get out of control if we leave it unattended. <laughs> hey, is that cat supposed to be in there? Oh no! Oh, wait. <laughs> oh no, no, that wasn't Kit Kat. Never mind. It's okay, Derek, you can relax. Your cat still lives. Say. 
Kid A is fine. Kid A is fine. That was some other cat. It's okay. It was just an effigy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, hey, how is the year for you, um, specifically on this show? Because that's what it is, is a year end for this show. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I guess I could ask you how your whole year went. I don't that think I actually care. <laughs> I mean, I've got thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can start. Sure. I, um, it, 2016 was a light year for me, Terrible Warriors-wise. Um, I've been, as, as uh, Tom mentioned and alluded to earlier, I've been really busy working on a video game. Um, and so as a result, I just haven't had a lot of time to do different campaigns. But I think we, we, had, a, we had a decent year. I, I, I GM'd Mega Man X. That was that was last year, or like this year, was it not, in 2016? Was it 2016? Man, I could look it up. Sure, it was 2016. <laughs> sure. Let's Time has no meaning anymore. Uh, Time has no meaning in the void. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've played in a bunch of games. I did play in the aforementioned Return to the Matrix that got a little crazy <laughs> at the very end. Yeah, that was fun for we me. We found ourselves... In, 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 you know, we found ourselves knee-deep in Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, the nightmare um, world. Spoiler. I mean, guys, if you're not caught up on our campaigns, why are you listening to the year-end show where we talk about yeah, right. the year's worth of campaigns? <laughs> hey, not everyone listens to every single game. So, uh, Tom, uh... I don't care if you didn't. Uh, we're going to be spoiling <laughs> yeah, a bunch of games I, you no. haven't listened to. That was a fun campaign, Julian, for me yeah, to I... edit because you, I couldn't make the game, and yet you were reprising old roles, including <laughs> my character, uh, Alistair, whom died in the first episode and I was editing <laughs> yep. the game where my character had died and you were all uh, investigating my murder. It was very strange yep. and, and felt meta. And then I'm doing the intros and in the second and uh, following episodes, I did them in character as Alistair <laughs> uh, from before the yep. moments he died and uh, his final broadcast and then his final log entry and uh, uh, interesting, uh, interesting developments with that character that uh, Steve didn't tell me exactly what he was going to do with him, and then after he recorded, he told me what had happened. I was like, "Holy smokes, that's that's incredible!" It was it was really really cool. I thought it was a fun twist. It was a neat plot. It was a good like wrap up to that Matrix trilogy. Well, and as, as Steve, um, uh, I have a message from Steve that we might get to uh, during this hour. Um, he does mention a bit about that ending. He doesn't see any evidence of anyone else doing an ending quite like that in any of the other fan fiction that he's read from Matrix. And you know he's read fan fiction from Matrix. And, <laughs> oh, yes. And, and, and this was not a plot that anyone else had thought of. And, uh, and so he's been very excited for like four years to get to this moment. He, he didn't know how exactly he was going to get there, but he knew that at one point um, you would all find that other version. It's so great. It's, 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 it was fantastic. I can't wait to see um, what, what else. For, I mean, I did the sprawl uh, this year, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, it, it, it was chaotic. Um, and uh, I, I think by the time this airs, we still won't have um, the new. Ro no, the new, the new, the new Roadhogs, uh, Mutants in Orbit, will be coming out in January. Uh, so it's going to okay, be yeah. coming out in just a, a little while. But the um, uh, the sprawl, uh, I keep telling everyone how much I hated that game. I felt <laughs> like I underperformed. I had too many players. I wasn't ready. I was tired and cranky, and I just didn't like it as we walked. I almost didn't release the episode, but I did because we didn't have anything else to put out. And yet, now at the end of the year. Uh, as of the day we're recording this um, uh, now on, uh, let's just say we're recording it on the 13th. Um, I put out on Facebook the top 10 campaigns, most listened to campaigns this year, and The Sprawl was number three. <laughs> I, don't crazy, know, I don't know why. It felt so chaotic when we know. were recording it. I was why like, did, my God, this is... <laughs> why do people like this? I guess they loved the world and the corporations we created, and it had that chaotic cyberpunk feel to it where everything really is out of control because insiders note it was out of control and uh <laughs> yeah and yet it was it was a, a spiral that's for sure I, i've had a number of friends not connected to the podcast tell me who've listened to it like it felt really authentic it felt gritty it felt like something out of the 80s and uh and and yet i mean i i, I feel like i have to return to it now and give it another chance with what i learned from running that game um, mm -hmm. with, with like three people instead. Just a small group. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not five next down. time. Yeah. 
Uh, let's let the other uh, two well, talk. Oh, the other thing, the other thing we did is we did our board game preview. Yes, we did. Um, it was our very first video, really. It's still the video's still not out yet. Uh, Scotty says it's it's gonna come oh. out soon. Um, but uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it's already happened. But I mean, we are just not good at recording video yet. We don't we don't have that figured out. Um, but the audio of it, I I enjoyed uh, editing and listening to it afterwards. Uh, five minute dungeon. Um, yeah, that was a fun, fun game. That was a fun game. That was a game I want to own. So, yeah, is Kickstarter is over with, right? Yeah, the Kickstarter ended like three weeks ago. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Five Minute Dungeon when it comes out, maybe pick it up, listeners. It's a lot of fun. It's a quick tabletop game that that literally takes five minutes. It's gonna be one of those annoying games that people are playing at Snakes and Lattes, which is a cafe, a board game cafe here in Toronto. There's always those that one group mm-hmm. that wants to come in and play noisy games. Uh, they want <laughs> yep. they want to play games that are called banging on the table and, and screaming things out. It's like it's like going into a library and playing Space Team. They're just don't do that. <laughs> don't do. I did that. Someone was doing that in the movie theater. We were all sitting down and oh getting ready, gosh. and the ads are playing. The trailers haven't started, and there was people in the front row playing Space Team. I'm like this is a great game, but there's a time and a place. This isn't one of those places. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking of Silent Library now, uh, <laughs> the Japanese show. <laughs> oh, was... oh yeah, that show. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, what about let, you guys? Let, let's move the table over, uh, Tom and Tiff. Uh, let's start with you, Tiff. Uh, what was uh, this? Was your first year joining uh, Terrible Warriors, right? No, did Embers start uh, before? I'm, I think we did. Did we do the Mass Effect one last year? Yeah, we did. Or was that this year? No, oh, that, that was, was last that was year. Okay, yeah. So this is my second year. But then. yeah, I mean, you're still uh, not not including the Edmonton people we're not talking to today. You're still one of the um, the the newer entries into the show. Yes. And, uh, True. Uh, and Embers of the Jedi making its wonderful return. Um, mm-hmm. how, how was it for you? Thoughts? I um I have been. Um, okay, as, as a lot of the uh, people know, especially the people that I've been playing with, I had never played a tabletop um, RPG before I started with Terrible Warriors. So having me start out, I think we started with, um, I think I'm pretty sure my first one was the Mass Effect one. And the reason I was so comfortable with it is because, as a lot of people know, I'm a massive Mass Effect fan. So after I did that, and then everything else started and this year specifically since we're talking about this year we did the star wars one and it was just ridiculous amounts of fun like i had i didn't expect it to be as fun as it was and the system was surprisingly simple to grasp because that was the one thing that i was worried about when i first started was um how graspable the the system was going to be for me since i'm so i'm i'm probably the person with the least amount of experience with uh, tabletops in um, in the Terrible Warriors crew. That's not true. So, really? I mean, Are Steve, you sure? <laughs> Steve had never played an RPG before the show. He'd never run a game until he ran Matrix. Uh, in my Dogs oh, wow. in the Vineyard game, uh, Jen Walker had never played an RPG before. I try, and that's the same thing with my Monday Night War game. I had mm-hmm. fans of wrestling who had never played RPGs, and I had friends of RPGs who had never played wrestling, mm-hmm. and together we all oh, told wow. a story. Mm-hmm. I try in my games as many as I can to have at least one person who, if they haven't, if they have never played an RPG, that's great. And if they have, mm-hmm. I'd hope they've never played a game like the one we're Just playing. Kind. And yeah, so mm-hmm. that way, exactly. they <clears throat> act as like the companion on Doctor Who where we have to explain to them what the wibbly-wobbly stuff we're doing, and that way the listener gets to learn what we're doing as well, right? If yeah, I have to explain exactly. my mechanic to Jen, um, then I'm not taking for granted that whoever's listening in knows what's going on. That's just exactly. my thought of it. I think that's well, the we went about through... having someone like that um, being in the campaign, is that even if you're if you're new to the podcast and you're also new to pod, uh, to RPGs, mm-hmm. then you learn along with the person that's learning, you know what I mean? Right. Well, when I did uh, the um, Silver Age game, I actually mm-hmm. had on Manda Whitney, who um, had never played an RPG before. Uh, well, tabletop, she's played video games. Um, and basically, I picked her because she's an actor and she's done like some improv before, and I thought she would be like really fun for the listeners. So I thought... You know, I'm sure she could pick up how to play a, a tabletop game, and uh, I think it was a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> you know what would be really fun for the listeners? Ah, if I hi, was Derek. Here. Ah, oh, Derek's here. Oh, there's Derek. 
That was oh, great. That boy. Oh, shit. I was really hoping you <laughs> would just let Derek Tom finish. I was really hoping you would let Tom finish uh, when, when, when I dialed you into the show. Welcome, Derek, to our fireside. <laughs> you know what, Derek? You've just joined in, so let's check in on, on that fire and see how it's doing. Uh, well, because if we can't do a fireside chat without an actual fire. and uh, I'm banking the coals of my enemies. <laughs> it's sounding a little louder now. Um, but oh, I, I'm no, sure yeah, it's not going to get out of control at all. On it. Here, Derek, you missed when I was <laughs> handing out the drams of, uh, of um, rum, so here. I like to think take, we're all just one. sitting around the edges oh. of the thank you crater with our feet into this fire of, of old wagons <laughs> and, and Vistani clothing and rags, and we've just kind of poured our wine into it and lit it all up. Mold yeah, wine. I like yeah. it. Yep. It's okay. Before I came over here, I did the most white trash thing ever. I, I seriously looked. I said, I don't have any clean glasses. So I poured rum into a bottle, into a plastic bottle of Dr. Pepper. Nice. <laughs> and now your conversion that's, into that's someone from Edmonton is complete. Uh, I love it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, can I quickly touch on something that I was just thinking about, uh, as you were saying, Tiffany, about um, like understanding the system and getting like, you know, really getting into it and it being kind of easy to grasp. One of the things that we've gone through like over the years with Terrible Warriors um, is finding and seeking out the systems that are just, e like gives us flexibility for storytelling, but makes it easy for people who aren't experienced to pick up. Like I feel right. like Terrible Warriors has spoiled me. Um, you know, <laughs> I talk to other role-playing friends and they're still like, I mean, I love Pathfinder and I, I do have my love of D20 based systems, but like, you know, I, we've played so many different systems that go beyond it in so many different ways and different yeah. weird that allow you to do different things. Like, like the apocalypse world powered by apocalypse system is so different and just kind of emerges different forms of storytelling, stuff like fiasco, open D six. Like it's just been a crazy, you know, eye-opening experience in terms of role-playing systems. I feel like over the years I've gone from someone who wanted to play role-playing to roll the dice to like a video game to someone who wants to participate in telling a story. And it's been interesting to come back to after the bomb, a, a Palladium game that runs on the Rift system every year. And I'm almost going to keep doing it now for every year, at least once a year, as like a litmus test of how far I've gone. Because the first time I played after the bomb, I loved it. It was the greatest system ever. Then when we played Furry Road, I was like, ah, oh, this is like just kind of tedious. And then I played Mutants in Orbit. I'm like, why can't I just play Dogs in the Vineyard again? And and, and, and play something that's intuitive yeah. and flows. Well, that's and, what we did with has... Nightbane as well, though, is that I, I looked at the guys and I said, look this the system is stupid uh we're just gonna go real simple with it because yeah no i remember when we were doing uh furry road how much we just ended up bitching about how badly laid out the book was how <laughs> obtuse and esoteric the system is well and it's, it's how ridiculous many dice you have to end up rolling some of my favorite role-playing memories growing up is with my friend uh, my my friend's older brother dan was our dungeon master for years uh late in high school and early college and i'm realizing now after running terrible warriors for so long running with terrible warriors for so long he must have been glossing over rules and eyeballing and making stuff up just to keep things running. Because if you play that game as it is written, you will never leave the first room for hours. Uh, and you <laughs> no, that it, because it, of the way it's written, or well, it just it because every it. it... Uh, it's just tedious for me. I mean, there mm. there is a time and a place for a rules heavy story light game, and and I just don't. That's just not what I want when I game now. Especially for us, we're telling a story more than mm -hmm. playing a game. Like we're telling a story by playing yeah. the game, but people are listening to hear our narrative and our characters and our interactions. They're not yeah. really listening to hear our dice rolls. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the dice rolls are fun. People that are, but it's the, not yeah. a, a, <laughs> yeah. of an audience. The dice <laughs> rolls are fun and critical moments. Podcast that's improv yeah. theater. Yeah moderated by a system exactly yeah. and mm -hmm. the dice rolls are fun to hear when they happen in narratively critical moments like this yeah. is a do yes. or die we really got to roll that dice uh, the uh the new ravenloft campaign that is coming <laughs> and out the sword goes out the window and kills yep, the chicken yeah exactly but the new <laughs> ravenloft campaign uh, the end to dead by dawn's light is coming out in january it's running concurrently with uh, mutants in orbit and I, I, I will not spoil what happens. I will say by the last episode, there was a serious moment when I'm sitting here going, what is my extra going to sound like when we actually all die? 
And how are we going to continue our long-form campaign when we actually all die? And did Dead by Dawn's Light, was that prophecy actually real? There was a serious... For the first time since we'd done Terrible Warriors, and I have to hand it to Mike Dodd for pulling it off, we had the serious moment of dread where we're going like, holy shit, if this one dice roll doesn't work out, mathematically we're all dead. And <laughs> and it all comes wow. down to this moment. And Yeah, I... I don't think Crap. we've had many moments like that. Um, I mean, just when it comes to critical moments and almost accidentally murdering everyone. <laughs> I, I mean, if you listen to the Suicide Squad game, that's more or less what happens to Killer Watt when he goes up against the Joker. Was, I just rolled, and the dice just went nuts. And I looked at Shane, and I'm like, yeah, um, so I think I accidentally killed you. <laughs> and I mean, we, we got past that within the story context, but <laughs> those dice are fickle, man. Oh, well, hell, okay, in the second episode with the dumpster. <laughs> well, uh, the, the fucking dumpster is this mission. I, I'm pl I plan the whole game around this stealth mission. They're going to infiltrate. They're going to talk to NPCs. Wes Whatever is sitting you do. out in an alleyway. Yeah. He rolls double fucking twos. His insanity goes off, and suddenly the game is now devolved into Wonder Woman fighting a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and when he rolls the stats for the dumpsters is when he starts rolling, like, triple sixes. And oh, yeah, the no, thing, no, this, and then the goddamn dumpster. dumpster is stronger than any other member of that group combined <laughs> and is actually that able to, for a moment, go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. the chemical weapons plant at the end of the game on its own. Yeah, that, that dumpster, to give you an idea of its strength, it went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Wonder Woman for four rounds. I mean, <laughs> that's... two rounds and only because I fudged the roll. Um, because progression in DC Heroes is geometric. Incidentally, DC Heroes is literally the first RPG I ever played. Um, and how does um, that feel going back to the first RPG you've ever played after playing all the RPGs we have played on this show? It's still one of the best superhero yep. systems ever made. Great. It, it's it's simpler than Wild Talents. Um, I had to remind myself how to build their sheets. And then after that, every sheet took like 10 minutes. But um, because progression was is um, geometric or exponential or something like that, um, Wonder Woman wasn't uh, wasn't double Shane's strength. She was actually something like 16 or 32 times stronger than Shane. Um, so she more or less decked the dumpster in one punch, but I'm like, guys, I gotta, I gotta draw this out for longer because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And it completely changed the whole mission from so, now it's a stealth mission to uh, look at that shiny dumpster mission. It, it, well, it turned the game from suddenly being really dead serious classic Suicide Squad to uh, like, oh, okay, Margot that's... Robbie yeah. smashing up a window with a baseball bat, stealing a person saying, what? <laughs> We're bad guys. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, that's the game we're <laughs> playing now. <laughs> uh, has right. that, uh, uh, Julian, you've run uh, uh, some games as well uh, where I think you were setting it up to be serious, like with uh, Mega Man, and then, and then you realize, oh, nope. no, that's the game we're playing. And then Steve was a polar bear. Yep. It, it's, what? you know what, like, you got to roll with the punches. Was, was that a like, you know, Pokemon. Derek? <laughs> no, no, literally no, the Mega Man game, Steve is a polar no, bear. No, it sounded like, you know, and then John was a zombie. And... Anyway. Well, yeah, if you're interested, this that's actually... only because we regularly quote that stupid story, Tom, <laughs> now, on a regular basis if you're on interested. this show and at my job, <laughs> which is really weird. What? Uh, if you're interested in it, right. uh, what we were just talking about actually ties into one of the letters sent to us by a listener. I asked people on Twitter oh, really? and There's... at the end of our shows uh, that we were doing this, and if you want to be a part of it, send in stories and, and anything about you know your reactions to the shows or your own personal gaming uh, anecdotes. And we got a letter from Luke Tucky. And I've done some editing to it, Luke, but that's just because I'm trying to do it for radio. Uh, and he says... He, remo he removed 37 instances of the word fuck. Yes. Uh, so, uh, actually, no. Uh, but Luke uh, wanted to say that uh, uh, he wanted to start off saying how much I really love your podcast. Listening to you has put me through... Has, put, has pulled me into the world of role-playing games. And if not for our show, uh, he would not be aware of any RPGs other than Dungeons & Dragons. Now, wow. la oh, yeah. now yeah. last week, uh, I was having a pretty bad day and feeling really crummy, but then I listened to the second episode of the Suicide Squad campaign and turned it all Ooh. around. Mad uh, Max Brand is so great, he says. 
So he goes on to his stories. Because of the inspiration all of you have provided me, I have joined an online superhero fate core game, and I'm loving it. You've also provided me with the confidence to try my hand at being a dungeon master, something I never would have thought Ooh. I could do. I ran a couple of brand new players through the Lost Mine of Fandelver, uh, which was great, which is a game we ran uh, that Steve got uh, from um, Wizards of the Coast, a part of the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. I think it's also like our mm-hmm. second most listened to episode of yeah, the year. Yeah, of the year. Uh, and, and, and it's got so many listens that, like Ravenloft, is up with the top five all time listened to campaigns since we started four and a half years ago. Now, because of your inspiration, oh wait, uh, the greatest advice I think I got was from you when you always say your best plans will never survive contact with the players. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I found this out the hard way when in our very first session of the Lost Minds campaign, my players killed the big bad for the session immediately. I had planned (laughs) for them to fight the bugbear boss at the end of the night. Nope. They sent the rogue up the natural chimney that leads to the bugbear cave, snuck up behind him making amazing <laughs> stealth rolls, put a rope around his neck, and then had the whole party pull him down the chimney head first, <laughs> and my big bad was dead without Ooh. so much as a fight. That is amazing. Okay, that's that amazing. is out of the box thinking. I want to just hands off to your players, Luke. That's incredible. Yes, that was so cool. That was awesome. And well, you know what? for sharing that, Justin. That's awesome. Yeah. That will happen with games, though, even written modules. Um, I remember many years back, a friend of mine uh, ran a small group of us through a campaign called Menzo Baranzan, which is one of the epic Forgotten Realms modules. And it all starts off when this guy hires a bunch of adventurers who are all supposed to be like level one or two at an inn to go help him take a caravan through the Underdark to the Drow City. And like idiots... All of us decided to make lawful good characters. <laughs> so the guy walks up, does the secret knock. The uh, the mountain opens up, and there are a bunch of drow standing there. And all the lawful good characters go, oh my god, drow! The, the race that is always chaotic evil! <laughs> and then we were dead within two rounds. Yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, when my very first D&D campaign, uh, my friend Robbie wanted to play a lawful paladin. And so the rest of our chaotic neutral... And oh no! Group, oh, we God. we ended up having it down to a really good art of always having at least one person distract the paladin, and we would like pull <laughs> straws on what was gonna like like just have him look over there while we do this thing, and and he became like this, like the player knew what we were doing, but it was fun to work around how the character was never aware, except <laughs> yeah. we ended up convincing him that uh, as part of our bounty. Um, we were we needed to collect uh, tokens that we had been killing the goblins in this mine, and so we started like severing their heads and putting them into a giant bag. Um, and we had oh this paladin gosh. carrying around a bag full of heads, and he's <laughs> completely convinced for the longest time that this is totally like not shady behavior. Uh, and uh, eventually, uh, the DM had had enough and warned him that there was going to be alignment shifts involved, and uh, it, that never got to be resolved because he ended up being murdered by uh, the, my teacher who came to join a game of ours, and, and that's, another, oh, that's, no. that's a story for another day. Uh, never <laughs> trust a wizard that you pick up in a tavern to join your party. Just ever. So uh, getting back to introductions, uh, how's your... <laughs> Derek, tell us about your gear. My year has been shit. No, in okay. Terrible Don't Warriors. warriors. Oh, in Terrible <laughs> Warriors, my, my year has been phenomenal. I, I mean, know. I got the Edmonton crew started out here in what, about March? We had our first episode come out in April? Yeah, I um, think so, yeah. Which was, it was amazing, actually. That whole thing started because uh, I'd met Shane at Con Bravo many years back, and he was a fan That's of my guy. show, and he, he actually bought me the Elder Wand, which was really cool. And, of course... Um, Wes is a member of the 404s with Big Mike, and so Big Mike put me in touch with him, and together he and Shane got me in touch with Cam and Will, and a new voice you'll be hearing on Terrible Warriors in 2017, Sarah, whose last name I cannot pronounce because it is Polish and contains a large number of W's where there probably should be vowels. I'm really sorry, Sarah. I met her, though. She's really cool. Sorry, but not that sorry. Tom? I have met a terrible warrior. We have a terrible warrior now who is more badass than you in a fight. Um, that's not that hard. <laughs> Multiple dawn, black belt, and taekwondo. Oh. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's Taekwondo, but it is a black belt. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That sounds like fighting white. That sounds like we need to return to the worldwide wrestling RPG. My instigation once got into a random street fight with a bunch of Russian martial artists and eating (laughs) stuff. It was for fun, though. Like, I'm a pacifist. It it was largely for fun. They kicked our asses. Yeah. That's awesome. True story. Um, Terrible Warriors, though, this year has gone really, really well. Um, Suicide Squad did not come out when we wanted it to, but that was just because um, almost all of our guys here in Edmonton are improvers, which mean or theater people, which means that they work at the whim of when they're performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all freelancers. So we were not able to get Suicide Squad done this summer because everyone was busy. Um, Will was busy with Fringe. Wes was busy with the 404s. Plus, he runs um, a live-action boffer LARP called Underworld out in Saskatoon. Check them out. It's called Zenistrad. Um, Cam had work. Cam had theater. Shane was off on maneuvers. One thing after the other. But you know what? But other- you made lemonade uh, out of all of that. Without the delays to Suicide Squad, we wouldn't have had Deadlands which was one of my favorite campaigns of the year, and I wish it was an actual TV show I could watch. If it wasn't for the delay, we wouldn't have had Lasers and Feelings, which was just insanity in 90 minutes. It was one of my, in terms of, for sheer laughs, Baby Bird Rules. It it came out at the the perfect time, though, because it was the election. Trump Mm -hmm. had just won the fucking election, and two days later... Lasers and feelings. And we just, yeah, we could just put out, here's some goofy shit, because as, as Stephen Colbert put it, you can't laugh and be afraid at the same time. And so we just have a, yeah. a, a weird <laughs> campaign where it was just completely off the rails. And, and wait till you uh, wait till you folks hear the next edition of The Strange coming out in January. Because it just goes, it goes in insane directions. Hashtag try the pang. You might say it's strange. It it is one of the most amazing games ever. I feel Um, like the strange is going to end up being the backbone to our dark tower. Like it's, it's, it's going to be how we bring all the other campaigns together. There is a cameo appearance by a certain character that you will understand when you listen to the, um, (laughs) uh, the, the campaigns that we're running in January. I, I won't spoil it for you. And okay, good. Uh, I don't want you to spoil it on me. Uh, the, uh, (laughs) Uh, Julian, you you were busy this year. You're only in a handful of games, uh, which was fine, uh, because we've also been sharing on our wall the uh, uh, the development of uh, Use Your Words, which is yes. yeah. Like, tell us a bit about how that's been going, and 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 like everything seems awesome with that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been um, it's been crazy. Um, so yeah, for listeners who don't know, um, I've been working on a video game with Brentel Floss, Brent Black, called Use Your Words. It's an improvisational comedy party game um, for PC, Mac, PlayStation 4, Wii U, and Xbox One. And uh, it's coming out March of 2017, so we're super excited, but it has been a crazy-ass year developing it. Like I've been watching some of the drama know, from Brent's Twitter feed about music licensing and uh, getting through the artwork. Film and- clip licensing, <laughs> like, oh all kinds of, like, and then, like, platform approvals. Like, we only just got Sony approval for the game, despite the fact that, like, we've been promising it since the Kickstarter, um, just because things take so long. It's oh, yeah. been, it's been, like, all kinds of just craziness. Um, and only, like, honestly, only this week did the game feel like it's 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 ready for prime time <laughs> like it's it's there's been so many little tweaks like we're at the nuance stage now where we're like oh we should tweak this animation or change this color a little bit you know which is a uh, much more relieving place to be than oh my god it's all on fire and it doesn't work yeah we have to start <laughs> over everything needs to start yeah. from the beginning again <laughs> no, uh, we, I heard we had our first album. live stream Oh, nice. We had our first live stream of it last week. Uh, we got hacked by a Polish backend developer who wanted to <laughs> expose vulnerabilities in our in our game. He was watching the stream oh and thought it'd be oh, wow. funny to interrupt it. That's horrible. Uh, that's that's I, just a shitty thing I, to do to an indie developer while they're trying to promote their game. But, and obviously, like it's like, obviously well not a Polish secured build. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> it must be. Um, I mean, does I, it I really met, matter uh, that I your silly right, game isn't? Does it really matter at Comp Bravo? And he seems like Brent a really is awesome. Guy. Does it really yeah. matter that your silly improv game that's for kicks isn't like end to end encryption? <laughs> like, what, 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 what? Yeah. Like, like, I get it. You can hack in and then 
what say stupid words in in the sub uh, the, yep. like <laughs> it, to, to, for for anyone who's not aware of use your words one shame on you uh, to look it up <laughs> it's easy enough to find uh, it reminds me now um, after playing it uh, I, I was at Mike Dodd's house we played uh, Jackbox and we played through some of the games in that oh, yeah. and uh, and and again, of course Cards Against Humanity comes up uh, when 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 you think of this game uh, but it's got much mm-hmm. more of a of a, uh, an emphasis on on creating your own answers and 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 improvising. You're not just working with a, a bank of suggestions so much right. as creating the suggestions yourself. Uh, and I remember. Yeah. And if you and, and and you know we we call it our our tagline for the game is the game for funny people and their unfunny friends, um, <laughs> because we you know we do have people who play it who are, who are just like well I'm just not funny and. Um, what we tell them is that it's actually surprising how funny people who think they're not funny can be. Uh, and if you really can't think of anything, we do have a mechanism that allows you to use one of our pre-created answers. Uh, one of the things we haven't talked much about in the game, um, just, just Brent's been tweeting about it a lot, is we have so many writers that we've gotten to come in, uh, and we purposefully wanted to seek out voices that aren't two white dudes. So we've got a lot of women writing for us, um, a lot of people of color. We wanted to just get different experiences, all putting answers in there, because if it just sounds like Brent and Julian, A, um, it's easy enough to pick out a pattern then, then you know what a house answer is and isn't. And like people just have different experiences than we do, and we want to make it feel a bit more like a chaotic jumble of answers so you can't really suss it out. That's awesome. That was a problem that Cards Against Humanity had when it first came out. It was made by like four guys in a basement who were all white, straight men. And uh, mm-hmm. and, and the game has since had to go through a number of reprints uh, to to correct some of the language and the jokes and, and making the, you know, the cards funny for everyone and not just for one group of privileged people. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that's, that's exactly the great it. Thing about the internet, man. Internet, you can pretty much get as much feedback and suggestions as you want, and they did that. <laughs> More than you want sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they go over the top. That's very true. It's the internet, but, you know. Some of the internet created the good and the bad together. Now, Derek, it's a strangely honest place. <laughs> I, I, I'm sad, though, that Trump against humanity or cars against Trump or whatever the hell it was just died because that looked amazing. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell, we're a very liberal podcast. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what? Um, uh, Derek, you were talking about your Edmonton crew and bringing them all together and, and finding Shane and Wes and, and the rest of them. Uh, you also found Cam Dunn, who came on board. He wants to. He's going to be running a game, hopefully, in 2017. He was one of the members of Terrible Warriors who was unable to make it to a recording uh, for the Fireside Chat. Oh, we're doing two of them, one tonight and one tomorrow. Um, he did send in a message for us. Would you like me to play it for you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it's only... <laughs> also, I, I give fair warning, guys. I'm kind of drunk right now. Before the end of this wait. recording. Oh, what a surprise. Derek came to work drunk again. <laughs> well, oh, man. Hey, shut up. Before... I am, do not impugn me, Tom. I am sober every time I come to work. <laughs> before we finish this recording, I am going to play for you a recording I made with Steve at his birthday party last weekend because uh, he wasn't going to be able to make the recordings oh. either. And uh, he's, he's, he's cleared it. I'm allowed to use it. But it's ten minutes of Steve drunk on 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 Mike. Steve drunk. Oh God, Steve, Steve drunk, drunk is amazing. Gushing about the show and 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 what he hopes out of it. But first, let's hear there from. Is no drunk like Steve drunk. <laughs> first, let's hear from Cam Dunn. Hey guys, this is Cameron Dunn for Violet Break Gaming, part of the Terrible Warriors Edmonton crew. I understand this is a year-end wrap-up of sorts. I've been on the show for like. Not even a year, I think. But yeah, it's been a blast playing all these wacky campaigns and hanging out with the guys. And yeah, it's just been a blast, like lasers and feelings, because that was kind of just a shit show for (laughs) Derek there. Um, Just because we were just kind of being over the top. Yeah, I look forward to hanging out and recording a lot more hopefully in the upcoming couple of months I will run a campaign at some point anyway yeah um see you guys next year 
I guess. Or whatever. In 2017, I'm going to make you a kitty. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, I, I... Spoilers, in 2017, uh, the Edmonton crew are going to become literal cats. I also hope Cam's awesome. able to deal with that ominous beeping happening on in the background. I feel like whatever was going on, he was running out of time, but he was taking a moment to speak <laughs> to us just before everything went up in smoke. So His anyway. final message. <laughs> Cam Dunn. Rest in peace, Cam. Uh, no, no, don't let it be a spinal message. All the other people who are prospective Edmonton terrible warriors responded with, hi, we're in theater, and we have no time for anything other than theater. Because apparently most of the Edmonton crew are just theater nerds. Mm. It's like high school all over again. You can still leave a voicemail. Speaking still, of high school. Leave a voicemail. In 2017, I will be running Bubble Gumshoe, which is functionally just the Veronica Mars RPG. Oh, that's exciting. And then I'm going to have all the people from Bubble Gumshoe fight all the people from Monster Hearts, and then we'll see who survives. <laughs> I actually seriously consider that the premise of the game would just be them investigating the uh, the goings-on in Middleton after the fire. You have to remind hmm. me. After the fire at the end of the Monster Hearts game. There was they a killed fire? off the vampire. Yeah. The ran away. I know there was like a big bloodbath fight. Uh, did the lost cows? his powers. Wow, I really like forget how that last episode ended. <laughs> yeah, I have almost encyclopedic it's knowledge all just of a fever dream. <laughs> all I remember was <laughs> Steve's character ran away after killing his dad, but that was that was it. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, you uh, see, I'd actually forgotten going into it. Listening, I listened to it like two weeks ago. I forgot that Bree's character died. Oh, me too. Oh, well, now we're gonna have to do a prequel so we can do more with with her character. Um. Uh, I know Monster Hearts 2 is in Kickstarter, so we'll probably be returning to that game. Uh, no, it went through Kickstarter. Well, it, I know. It succeeded. But, I mean, when the game uh, the game's going to be coming out, and well, anyway, we'll be playing Monster yes, Hearts 2. Yes, we're going to play it, Justin. Oh, just yeah. like I, we're going to play <laughs> Maps at some point yeah. when you get around to running it. Mm-hmm. Once I get around to it. And... Monster Hearts 2, the Monster Hearts-ing. <laughs> Monster oh, <yeah>. Hearts. <laughs> Monster still Hearts shitty teenagers. Vampire Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so... Uh, we got a glimpse, Derek, on what you're going to be doing in 2017. Um, I know uh, Tom, Tiff, Julian, you don't all have, I mean, I know Tiff's got plans to run a game, and that's okay if you guys yes. aren't going to be, but what are you hoping from t- the show? Like, What kind of games would you like to play next year? Uh, assuming, of course, Julian will come out of hibernation and actually rejoin us again um, and yeah. be allowed to. Uh, what, what games um, have Pokemon you not 3. gotten around to? I, I was going to say, I do want to actually do my annual revisitation of Pokemon. So much. Um, we got so want, much things. I want to switch up systems. It. I want to like invent a new system for it or modify some things some more because I'm a crazy person and I like doing that kind of thing. Um, grab, so that could be just fun. Just grab Apocalypse. Yeah, you don't see that. Pack it, take three players <laughs> yeah. and base the uh, the playbooks on their starters. Fire, water, oh, grass. Yes. I and just, like uh, maybe we'll set it in Alola. Who knows? Maybe it's just a game about Team Skull. <laughs> when you're when the bad guys are just they're they're just they, a horror. They communicate hip-hop. entirely in gang signs. <laughs> uh, incidentally, speaking of Apocalypse World, next year, Justin, can I reveal the thing that you and I have been talking about? I don't know what we've been talking no. about. What what the, the, the Apocalypse World RPG I've been talking about with you? Uh, well, we're, we're making. Like in in apo- like Apocalypse World or powered by Apocalypse. My stupid little project that I've been talking to you about on the side. Do you side. know how many stupid little projects we've got going on, <laughs> on the fly? We got the Thursday Throwdown. We've got stupid little projects. Uh, I've been talking with Justin about uh, trying to use Apocalypse World to make a Brooklyn Nine Nine RPG. Right, that oh stupid God. idea. Yes. 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 Holy shit! I'm so down for that. <laughs> um, sorry, that just crossed my mind. As I said, drunk. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Brooke, yeah, we yeah, absolutely. We were we were that's sitting around crazy. on Facebook chat and realizing that all of the characters, as most sitcoms are, but particularly in Brooklyn Nine Nine, the characters all fit perfect archetypes. And uh, we were looking like apocalypse powered by apocalypse would be perfect. You just pick the character and you give them a skin, and then the players yeah. then create a new district or, or, or a new um uh. uh police house and and their own number and away they go and you've got everyone filling the niche roles and yeah. uh and uh, it's just all holtz the whole yeah, table yeah, like, the whole well no 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 <laughs> we got an answer for holtz because i actually set it up so that you design the captain is both your gm and the lead npc 
and oh. you, the players, pick the attributes of your captain so, to exactly. determine what kind of game you want run. So the GM oh, cool. is the captain of the group, and he gets to walk in, or she gets to walk up to the table and be like, listen up, everybody, and give out the missions to the players, oh, and cool. then plays the role of the perps and giving flashback sequences to the time when they were player characters. But the captain supersedes player characters and is, is the GM, but then also... Uh, it's like a GM half because it's also at the whim of the other players at the table. Um, I have a feeling that we should just write that as I'm, I, I actually am in the process of writing this right now, but I have, I, I almost have this feeling that if we get it to a certain point, we should almost just try to kickstart it because I, I think, it, I think it's <laughs> going to be amusing to play. Or, or we'll just, we'll just put it out there and, and, and get yeah. people from Patreon to support us. But the, uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, we'd have to completely reskin it so that it's it's not anything like Brooklyn Nine Nine, because uh, I don't want to have to deal with ABC. Already doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Powered by Apocalypse, I've been in touch with uh, some of the people who are involved in the worldwide wrestling RPG that we did, Monday yes. Night War. And I know that yes. Shane and and the Edmonton crew, they want to do the Thursday Throwdown, and I hope you guys get around to it one day. There may be uh, a reality that Monday Night War will return before the Thursday Throwdown is ready. Do uh, it. Because I've got people here in Toronto who are um, well-known comedians, uh, well enough that if you're listening anywhere in Canada, you might know who they are, as well as uh, relatively well-known... Uh, Wait, what, what, did, what did you do? Did you convince Mike Bullard to come and, on the show and, or something? No, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, but no. the... Uh, uh, I uh, and other uh, professional wrestlers uh, to come onto the show. Oh, snap. Uh, so this might be what Monday Night War was, but, like, cranked up to 11. It's going to be something... Really the, special. The, the uh, entire game special. set at the at the Regal Wrangle or well, uh, something it, of that sort. If I can get it ahead of time, I'll even be able to record promotions for it that I can play at the end of other episodes as we lead up close to it and really like go over YouTube and and like there's some special stuff I'd like to do with Monday Night War with the people that we've got in in, in store for that. If we can get it uh, early enough in the spring to prepare all of that material and then actually have a release sometime like on the 4th of July or something and put it um, out there in the summer. Which is huge because uh, in Edmonton, uh, when I explained the game to Shane, he wants to do Thursday night throwdown. Yeah. <clears throat> but then talking with Justin, we want to almost have a cross franchise event. Yeah. Where, like, where it's like, like WWF versus WCW. Monday Night War or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then end up having the promotions fight each other directly and uh, and then the winner um, gets ownership of the company or something like that. Yes. And- <laughs> That's funny. So uh, I mean I am um I have a whole bunch of games in the works, but it's, I don't really have anything um I don't like to give too much away, but I definitely have a lot in the works right now. Well this um, is a spoiler um, episode to fight Hitler. Revelation um, Jones okay, have a will... with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> no, I will tell you of my plans for Silver Age too. Um it's not gonna be Silver Age anymore. Um uh Revelation Jones oh, actually created um, a little bit of a rift. He altered the reality of the universe, and now we're heading into the Rob Liefeld age. Oh my oh, god. Geez. Revelation Jones gains an extra 50 pounds in muscles, and his entire <laughs> costume has extraneous pouches on it. <laughs> and you so, never it, see it, his feet. Yeah. Where did your neck go? Biology <laughs> matters no more in this realm. And yet still completely ridiculous world of comics that was the 80s and early 90s. <laughs> yeah. Twitch has a bow now, but the bow doesn't have a string on it. <laughs> it's a laser bow. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really, love it, Tom. I'm really excited for that. Do it now. Do it. So yeah, I am planning on bringing that back eventually. So um, in 2017, uh, I'm going to try to get that to, uh, going. Now I want to get uh, Tiff and Julian. I want to get to you quickly uh, so that we have time to play. Uh, just to give you a warning, Steve's message is 10 minutes long, so we're going to sit through oh, it. <laughs> uh, Tiff, what are what what would you like to do next year? I know you've been talking with the crew. Go ahead, mm-hmm. tell the listeners your crazy plan. It may never happen. Whatever, you won't let them down. But uh, no, I'm not. Gonna, and honestly, <laughs> and it. that's a good point. I'm glad you said that because it puts me on the spot and it makes me make a commitment right now that it is going to happen at some time in 2017 where I am going to DM my, my own game, and it's going to be a song of ice and fire. 
So Winter is coming. I, the North remembers. Yes, exactly. So, so you've heard right it right now, here. I'm halfway through reading the actual book. I want to have everything down pat. I want to know. I want to know this book inside out. So, so you heard it right my here. My commitment by 2019. <laughs> Tiff will have before be... <laughs> before the final book comes out. Exactly. Tiff will have <laughs> done done the game. That doesn't make me. Can I be a character who dies instantly? Uh, you know what? Tom, I as the night is turning. Yeah, have Tom die in the in the in like in the prelude, like in the opening five minutes, and <laughs> then like, oh my god, I introduce myself. But we'll make sure to take, have. Yeah. We'll make sure to use Tom's character in all the promotional material leading up to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, Jeff, Jeff. What you've got to do is you've got to bring everyone in the crew into it. Yes. So that most of us die within each game. So you're just cycling in new people every episode. I'm actually totally down for that. <laughs> that sounds yeah. ridiculously fun. Yeah. You have to post a picture of yourself <laughs> well, wearing a ridiculous fake George R. R. Martin beard. We'll yep, keep a yeah, graphic online, keeping track of all the player characters who've died in the running of our yes. Song of Ice and Fire. Yep. With little X's <laughs> through their faces. Well, uh, no, no. I like don't know. Blood splatter through their name can finally claim the throne of Westeros. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, it's just like Amber. Here's what we'll do. We'll make my character seem like like really powerful and capable, but also yeah. like really down to earth and likable, so the so the fans all really Except like him. And then, he, and then he trips cat top, so you just spoiled it. <laughs> and then he trips yeah, and falls into the moon door. Now, now we gotta make Julian. Yeah. Now we gotta make Julian the lovable character. Oh God, that's true. true. No, no. Everybody has to be at the most lovable, care endearing character possible. We're actually all fighting each other to be more lovable so that we can, yeah. Except just... Julian, who's literally just playing Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> and, and everyone yes. else who's trying too hard to be Peter Baelish, always talking with little whispers. <laughs> no, it'll be the only game I don't betray people in. Nice. Just yeah, I, game I don't believe you. I think you've already betrayed us with that statement. Quite possible. <laughs> Gotta mix it up somehow, right? And uh, uh, so, and uh, Julian, did you give your what you want to do next year thing? You know, I, I was saying I, I really do want to revisit Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm thinking of ways to do a, a third Pokemon, which could be a lot of fun. That's a good um, point. You have. I don't know. Your like, I, 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 I want to try. Like, I want to play in more games um, that use different systems. So whenever you know, if you guys are planning on doing anything yeah. wacky and unique, I wish I'd had I you for dogs in the vineyard. Part of that, I think you would have loved. Yeah. loved. Uh, I told you how the mechanics worked in that game. Um, dogs in the it vineyard sounded so cool. Dogs and in the like, vineyard might be a game I love. What's been airing and like so neat. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm just eating um, a chocolate cookie here. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I will say, Julian, um, I hope that your that you and Ori are able to provide. Um, the Edmonton joked about doing a Sentai version of Power Rangers Nightwatch. And then, uh, <laughs> well, this uh, is Julian the show that Nightwatch is based like, off of. Dude, we could do like 1970s or 80s Jap uh, Japanese TV show music for that. And we did. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we can totally. Yeah, I mean, we want to. If you guys want to revisit that world, so we you're can gonna totally. Do, you're going to do the TV show that Power Rangers Nightwatch was based off of? Exactly. Yes. Yes. We'll make a Sentai theme for that. Which, which we can is totally whip Sentai you, but... Zombinger, um, which is actually a comedy, whereas Nightwatch is supposed to be dead serious. <laughs> okay, but Nightwatch ended up turning Wait, into a comedy, didn't it? Like that was well, not... Nightwatch only ended up as a comedy because Big Mike and uh, Dodd refused to take it seriously. And I kept playing. Well, my character was oh, pretty um, cheesy. Power Rangers. They were cheesy for Power Rangers. Cassie was trying very hard to be serious, and everyone else was being serial. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, then there's Big Mike sitting next to me, going, "I get a robot. I get a robot. I get a robot." <laughs> well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, here yeah. is uh, we love you, Mike. We're, we're getting close. No, I, 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 love I love both mics. We love all mics. Guys, I actually have to drop off because I've got to go into yeah. user words land. We're running out of time. So. We've got. We, God, just like we're supposed to be starting Star Wars in five minutes. Anyways, Julian, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and uh, uh, have a happy happy new year. new year to all our listeners. I'll see you at Madfest. Happy New Year, Julian. Bye. Bye, Julian. Okay, he's leaving now. Um, I'm just gonna hang up on him. And um, I will say here. Here's our message from Steve, and this is what we'll end uh, today's show on. Uh, and uh, this was recorded. Oh, I got which mask am I using? This was recorded uh, at Steve's birthday party at some random bar 
in the east end of Toronto. Some random bar. Was it actually just called some random bar? Because that sounds like a bar in the east end. I, I wish. No, I, I, Everything's I, random today. To be fair, I have no memory of where this place was. It may never have existed. <laughs> okay, Steve, we're, we're now recording. There's yeah. the waveform on the screen. Yes. It's the holidays. Yes. Do you have something to say during our fireside chat? I, I do. We're actually uh, recording on your birthday. Even though this is your yes. birthday party, yes. we're recording on the 13th. I had to think is... about that one for a second because I'm like, my cognitive functions are off. We need off. more shots! <laughs> uh, yes. No, I, I wish I could be able we to join you. Camp drunk. Shut up, Brent. Brent, you're not part of this podcast. <laughs> Go back to your side of the internet. Yo, what shots? What? Oh, God Shut damn it, Chris. shut. We, to my side we, have, we have so many non-terrible warriors no, on our show. No, no, we don't. Yes, I... I... Shut up, Chris. Oh, my God, Chris, you are not part of the podcast. <laughs> Go back to your YouTube channel Hi, this where you are Plus wanted. Shut up, Brett. Listen to theangercore.com. Shut up, Brett. This is my, this is my section. This is my voice if message I really to hope. the amazing people. I wish I could be able to join everyone uh, on the 13th, but uh, that is my actual birthday, and unfortunately I will not be able to make it. But I wanted to give a big, huge thank you to our listeners and to our patrons on Patreon because you have made not only this year but this entire journey extremely worthwhile you are uh, an amazing group of uh, a community of terrible warriors and I do consider you part of the terrible warriors uh, even terrible, though you, like terrible dragons or yeah, terrible lizards like, like basically if I could turn and powerful. if I could turn every single one of you into an NPC there would be an, there'd be a full world of terrible warriors see, out there if we turned everyone into an NPC we would just end up killing all our fans <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so, thank you so much. I am so looking forward to coming on again. I know I've been away for a while, but I have some amazing stories I would love to tell and love amazing stories I know that I would. Uh, I am looking forward to being a part of. Uh, and I've had an amazing, amazing year. So, thank you so much. Shut up, Brent. Uh <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I hope you have an amazing holidays, amazing New Year's, and we've got amazing things coming up for Terrible Warriors in 2017, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much. And as always, I remain obediently yours. So, Steve, um, oh, more content. <laughs> 2016 was a very busy year, very hectic year, very yes. stressful year, but there were moments of light, like in, I don't know, was that Star Wars? Like in Star Wars, yeah. So, I wasn't what, even in that what one. were what were um, for for this crappy, no. shitty, horrible, stressful year? What were some good moments from from Terrible Warriors that you remember? I will say, and there's been there's been some pretty good moments, and I'm I'm having difficulty trying to remember them specifically at this moment. But the one that kind of stands out the most is going back again and being a part of the Matrix. Uh, trilogy that I've kind of that I have developed since the very beginning of Terrible Warriors and going back and being to the GMC for that and continuing the story that I uh, I started with that and with the same crew uh, roughly minus a few members of course but still the same people being a part of the show and the same characters and ma- and, and turning that into a, 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 into a new uh, story and moving that into a new d- a direction that had never been done before as far as I've seen in any other Matrix uh, fan fiction or anything like that at all and I was excited to start that because that storyline idea, the ending of the third Matrix, the Matrix Nightmare I had since the beginning of the first Matrix. I knew where I wanted to go. Uh, the second one was kind of like a let's just give it a try and see where it goes. But I always knew the third one would always end in the way uh, in the way that it did. And I am so very excited to see. The where second one was goes. like your two towers. We're just gonna carry it over sure. to get to the real ending yes. that I got in mind. Yes, exactly. And just kind of also being a part of like all the different games that we did, like uh, being part of the Sprawl. And uh, did we do Fury Road this year? Uh, was that, uh, yeah, the, we did Fury beginning? Road yeah. this year. That you, one was. You, a, in Orbit comes out early, yeah. uh, early in January. I had a ton of fun with Furry Road and being a, uh, being the coyote. That was that was fun for me because it was kind of brought back the same kind of character I did uh, in Monster Hearts, you, but not with the teen drama angst. I will say, you and Cassie and Ori are not part of Mutants in Orbit, 
but Correct. Derek was, which means the three of you, if you ever want to return back, yeah, need to save him. Oh, okay. And, I'm on board. And I don't want to give too many spoilers because the campaign's not out yet. But your Matrix ending, where you end up where you do, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bit of a genre skip at the end of Mutants in Orbit as well. Oh, no way. Uh, Cassie and Ori and your character, Steve, uh, from the Fury Road, or yeah, Furry Road, Road. Yeah. will... Still, I love that name. You will have to... You will have to do something out of the box in order to reach wherever Mutork is where he ended up at the end of Mutant's in orbit. Yes. Because he did not end in orbit. No, really? <laughs> no. Spoiler? No, <laughs> he didn't. Uh, did. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The uh, story did not end in space. <laughs> I... I am. I, I hope I can build to. I can build a return for sure. So I. Um, I really do appreciate you it, starting that story. It's interesting that you mentioned the sprawl because I hated that campaign. I love. I was. I, I, I was so stressed out running it. I had too many players. I. I, I was tired. Uh, things had come down to the last second, and I wasn't happy with it. And yet. Um, People like you and, and and friends of mine and fans on Twitter have, have spoken up and going like, this campaign was awesome. I, I really did. Uh, I, I liked it. I feel like George knew, Lucas after A New Hope, who I knew, hated I, that series, who hated I knew, that whole movie. I knew that you, you, were, you, you were stressed about it. I knew that you had... Um, you had some issues with it, with the story, and you kind of felt like there was too many players. But and yes, there was there was that to a certain degree. But the story, as a player perspective, uh, was still fun to play. The it corporations was still... you created, uh, Doritos evolution, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and the intricacies of the characters, that world that you players created, mm-hmm. and the corporations you invented, the characters you introduced. Um, I would like. To explore that again, yeah, for sure. But on a smaller scale, with yeah. like three characters instead yeah. of seven. <laughs> I, I, yes, agreed. And I, 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 to this day, I still love listening to uh, the outtake names for the Doritos Corporation, <laughs> like all the different Doritos. Uh, I think it was like what Doritos eggs, <laughs> or rotten eggs. I think it was yep. one, or like or seven was a flavor. <laughs> they, because of the sprawl and Dogs in the Vineyard and a few other games I've recorded since, I've learned in this year. Never turn off the recording button. Yeah. Record everything in yes. the studio because yeah. we get so many great lines that I'm sure. able to throw in afterwards or onto Patreon as as, as standalone episodes yeah. Or, yeah. or or before. I've done a number of cold openings this year now. I don't know if you're really yes. aware of that. Yeah, but I started yeah. before the music starts. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I think there's I've gonna be more more of that. Uh, my sure. I I would love 2017. I would love to pull back the veil and show everyone what kind of idiots we are. Oh yeah. Playing the game oh, we're so serious gamers. Oh, we are we are the biggest idiots you would ever hear. We heard even half the stuff that we did not record or were outtakes. You would think that we had some issues. <laughs> That's just putting it politely. Yeah, there, there's some there's some things I've had to delete. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Public consumption not required. Yeah. I, I will say, Steve, I want to ask you, Matrix aside, because I know you want to return to that, mm-hmm. what game would you like to play next year that you haven't played? I would love to be able to play a game and a story of my own original creation. Not something that's based on a franchise, not something that's based on any particular RPG setting, uh, but something of my own original story using an, uh, an RPG as a basically just a cornerstone for the gameplay. Okay. And as a player, what mm-hmm. game would you like to play? As a player, not as a creator, because obviously it's a I would DM love, with better ideas. I would love to do either Doctor Who or Star Trek. Would you like to do games based on? fun comedy or would you like like with Monster Hearts when you walked out on us would you like to play games that dive into the sad and the feel I think I think uh, fun comedy fun sure. comedy yeah, alright yeah. we'll stick you on the lighter yeah. stuff yeah. <laughs> I'll know what to cast you for yeah. you got 30 seconds say goodbye uh, thank you so much once again for everyone li- who listens to the show for the past several years uh, we re- reached over 100,000 downloads just this year alone uh, and that wouldn't have happened without uh, without you guys so I really really do appreciate every single one of you and 
we hope that you will stick with us for, for a long while, and we've got more stories to tell. Uh, if you keep listening, we'll keep telling more, more great stories. So thank you so much. Uh, and here's to an amazing uh, 2017. Happy birthday to you. Your happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Kirsty. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. And that was that was it. That was. Steve, that was a perfect representation of our show in that it was a (laughs) beautiful, glorious train wreck. Uh, I think our tagline from now on should just be shut up, Brent. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) Brent. Well, for the Terrible Warrior Fireside Chat Part 1, I have been your host and big voice man, Justin Eacock, joined around the table by, uh, you guys can fight over it. Who, who was I? Uh, Tiffany Compton. I win. Tom. <laughs> no, Tiff no, won. It, and then Tom was next. I did it. <laughs> and oh, and also William was here. Who else was here? Derek was here. Is Derek gone? Derek, Derek the Barber. Oh, us on mute. Oh, God. I've been shouting all this. <laughs> no, no, he's been on mute. He actually shouted before everyone else. <laughs> then shouted first as you guys started fighting over it. No, then dead, Smucky's dead. Then, then, you're, then you're, <laughs> you've been muted the whole time. And of course, to Julian Spillane for joining us. He had to leave for uh, do more work because he's still got to work. It's for Steve Saylor for being super drunk and awesome. For Cam Dunn. Uh, and for uh, Luke Tucky for sending us that wonderful message. I have more messages uh, on the next episode that will be coming out on Monday. On the other side of the holiday weekend. But, and but we, we got to go run and record Star Wars. we got to go run and record Star Wars. So uh, thank you again for listening, sharing, reviewing, and liking. And most important, thank you this year for becoming a terrible warrior. <laughs>